Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Well, good morning, everybody. This is Father Mike Malloy coming to you from Rapid City, South Dakota. We have a bright, beautiful, sunny day here, a little crisp and cold, but after all, it's the end of November, so why shouldn't it be a little bit crisp and cold? And I'm here. We're here. I'm here with Karen Gibis. How are you this morning, Karen? I am cold. You're cold. I can imagine you're cold. <laughs> it's good to have you here. We are together in the mustard seed um, on one of our, the Catholic bookstore here in Rapid City, and uh, glad to be with you. Glad to be with you today to just to share a couple of hours of of uh, laughter and joy and excitement about what's happening in our Catholic world and how we're continuing to minister and live the gospel message um, here in Rapid City and throughout our whole listening area. That sounds like a wonderful show, uh, topics that are timely and interesting, both for, you know, for the holiday season as we're approaching it and for um, all the very real situations and circumstances that are part and parcel of our lives. So, um, um, uh, Aaron mentioned that we're going to um, do a little segment on uh, Festival of the Trees. And, of course, the holiday season is coming, and be- long before we get to Christmas, we have Advent. And uh, as I was walking around the store this morning before we started, I, ca- I started looking at all the um, the various things that um, are here for Advent. And a very interesting thing, I found um, uh, um, Advent calendars that are both chocolate and non-chocolate. Those are my kids' favorite. Yeah, so that was very interesting, and, I, and so I had to find out what that is. Now, I don't, you know, I, I'm not going to spoil the secret, let everybody else figure that out, but I thought it was very interesting, you know, that they had that, and of course they have all kinds of other things for, you know, for Advent, they have Advent candles, for Advent wreaths, and books, and puzzles, and, you know, and, the, and their famous Mystic Monk coffee, and all that kind of stuff, so there's all kinds of really interesting things in here. This, It kind of gets me in the in the mood um, for uh, the holiday season beginning, so. Advent is my favorite liturgical season. I think it's a beautiful time for just being with our Lord, anticipating his yep. arrival and yep. just it's, calming down. Yeah. It's, it's the time of, I, I think, I, I think of Advent as the time of night. Yeah. You know, it's, and, and not night in terms of scary night, but starry nights, beautiful, peaceful, you step out on the deck and it's, it's quiet. And especially where you live you know, oh, yeah. out in the country, you can step out and you can see all the stars and and I, that's what I think about Evan. I think, of course, the wise men, you know, following the star, star and the whole, yeah. all of that stuff is very much a part of the season. So I have to, I have to ask Angela when we get off today, it's, they, they have Christmas cards here, you know, for priests and deacons and moms and dads and all the loved ones. And I wondered, wonder if they have one for diocesan administrators. Well, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I hope you get some fan mail. Well, and and that, actually, what, what this would mean is that everybody could just everybody could just shop on spot, and it would be so much easier, don't you think? I think so. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> no, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Spend your money on your families. That's much better. So, anyway, it's it's good to be here, and and we are um, uh, as uh, Aaron also said, we're here with uh, Jim Kenyon. He, he's here in the studio with us, and uh, um, we're going to do a little interview with him beginning right now. So, Jim, how are you this morning? Doing very well. Thank you, Father Mike. It's good to see you again. Um, Jim and I <clears throat> go a long ways back. Um, actually, clear back to his junior high days. We won't tell you how old I was then, but. <laughs> 
Um, but we want to get right to the topic that's because we don't have a lot of time with any of these interviews. And, and this is an important topic. Um, you know, uh, this has been a stressful year for ranchers and for farmers. Can you tell us, you know, in a little bit what, what that means or what you've experienced in your ministry and work? You know, those of us that, that aren't producers, ag producers, really um, don't necessarily follow what commodity prices do. And we don't necessarily um, think all the time. I mean, it was a gorgeous um, summer for all of us in Rapid City, South Dakota. We were just so grateful. I don't think I turned on a sprinkler all year long. Um, but that definitely has tremendous impacts on, on producers who are trying to get crops in the ground. And then now they're trying to get crops out of the ground and finding the opportunity to do that. Um, and it just really started as a trickle. Few yeah. people would mention to me, and we had a disaster a committee coming together to look at what we we're going to do for flooding in Custer, as well as the tornado that went through the town of Burke and took up a diocesan collection. And we have about $45,000 to assist those families. But when we called together the diocesan committee, um, there were a lot of our, our folks from our rural areas that were really, really saying, do you have any idea what's going on in our rural towns? Hmm. Okay. Um, so, so can you give us a, like a couple of stories uh, that you maybe heard regarding this flooding, uh, regarding the issues that yeah. center around um, not getting the crops in, not getting the crops out? What are the stories that are out there? You know, some very, very difficult stories. Unfortunately, we've seen a doubling of suicides in our state. And in October, I was called to a farm and ranch summit. And uh, it was really called by the state and by SDSU. Um, to talk about the reality that there are many farmers and ranchers that our bankers aren't going to be extending loans on or are struggling to try and keep viable operations going forward. In the midst of hearing a young woman who had three children give her testimonial about her husband's suicide, who said very, very clearly, you can have that farm tomorrow. Just give me my husband back. Mm. And so stark. And in the midst of her testimony, the the police department in the very city we were at received a call from a man who said, I found a body at an abandoned home. And then he hung up the phone and gave him, after he gave him the location, he shot himself. Hmm. Uh, so it's very stark for some of our families and particularly for some of our producers. Hmm. And it really, you know, this imperative, the farmer imperative about, by golly, never lose the land. Mm-hmm. You know, that woman's testimonial really, I think, should be a stark reminder to all of us that while we have tremendous appreciation and respect for um, those who choose that rural way of life, their life is more important than the property. And I know that's a difficult message, and I'm prayerful that most will see recovery and that things will turn around. Um, But this is the highest group the highest um, profession for suicide. And when we start facing agricultural crises like this in our state, our church, our community, and our nonprofits need to begin to extend and reach out and say, we're here, we're here for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and, and I appreciate what you said, Jim, that those of us who don't live in this world, um, you know, who go to the grocery store and get our food, who, <clears throat> you know, live our life, don't appreciate both the stress of this but also the deep-seated conviction that this is what I'm called to do. <clears throat> this is my life. I love this life. You know, I, I think we, we have a hard time sometimes appreciating that when we're not there, when we're not in the midst of that of that farm and ranch economy. But you began by saying, you know, 
there there is there is some hope or you have hope that that we can resurrect out of this and you know you work for catholic social services and what are some of the things that they're doing to try to um, address or look at this reality um one of the first things that are you know and i had an extraordinary opportunity going through blizzard atlas and and assisting families during that process where our egg producers collected $5.5 million worth of asset that we were able to allocate to families. And so some of those families are coming back to us, not necessarily we're in the same place. We don't have that kind of resource, but um, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a reality that, that Christ has a plan is a plan for all of us. And while it's very, very difficult for us to understand why does it continue to rain when people can't get crops in, um, why we have a hard time understanding um, the reality of blizzards that, take the lives of livestock and we feel like God is even against us. I think a lot of those producers get to that point. Um, certainly we have to um, be more optimistic about that and believe in the power of God's love and mercy for every one of us, no matter what we're experiencing. Yeah, that's very important. This is Father Mike Malloy here with Jim Kenyon. We're talking about the <clears throat> the current um, stresses that are placed on farmers and ranchers due to the, to the, uh, uh, problems we've had with the weather this year, um, problems that many of us who don't live there and underst- probably understand that. So what, what specifically can you tell me is Catholic Social Services doing or what services do they provide for farmers and ranchers who might be listening to us right now? Number one is if there are farmers and ranchers who are struggling economically, we want to um, be an outreach. We want to um, let people know that there are free counseling services available whether that be immediately in their community and throughout western South Dakota here, or whether we have to do that by telehealth and do outreach through parishes or through people's own internet. Um, number two is we're going to go out and we're going to try and continue to do suicide prevention training and education. If there are communities or organizational groups that need someone to come out to talk about stress and stress management and how to cope with um, difficult times, if there if there's community groups or parish groups that would like us to come out and address those issues, we're willing to donate the time to do those things. Um, we need people to know that they're not alone. And also, you know, our disaster committee um, actually wrote some prayers for the faithful that will be going out that were asked to be read from all of our pulpits during Thanksgiving and during Christmas to communicate the broader church's care and concern and our awareness. That Those sound like wonderful ways that you're trying to reach out and I guess I really appreciate the fact that we're here to help you and we're not going to expect anything back from you except your presence and your willingness to share the stories of your life the hurts and the pains and the struggles that you have so um, what, what a what a great opportunity so if someone is listening and says I really need to talk to somebody from Catholic Social Services you know how do they do that what's, what's, the, what's the practical steps they take to do that I mean just very simply I mean just call the office 348 um, I'm sorry, 605-348-6086. And of course, you can always look that up online. Catholic Social Services, Diocese of Rapid City. Um, but again, call the office. Ask to schedule to, to see someone and let them know that you're calling because um, you and your family are going through some economic stresses related to this and would like someone to talk to. Um, we'd, be, we'd be more than happy to do what we can. Okay. That's, that's, that's important. Again, that number is 605 605- Three four eight three four eight six zero eight six six zero eight six. You got a pen? You can write that down. That's Catholic Social Services number. So, um, can you can you tell us, Jimmy? Can you think of a story where you did reach out, or a, a story you've heard where somebody did take that step 
and it brought them back from that brink of total despair and, and gave them some hope? You know, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, the worst part about depression is it likes to do t- two things. It likes to immobilize us and it likes to isolate us. And that's the way it hunts. That's the way it hunts. Mm-hmm. Depression has that effect. And when we engage and when we begin to brainstorm and when we receive the support and care and consideration, um, even if even if it involves some change or transition in life, um, we have a way to move forward and we don't get lost in a pile of hopelessness. Okay. Yeah. So, so the importance of people taking that step to reach out, to fight that urge to withdraw, to isolate, you know, to, just to make that step. And, and maybe we could say to... Um, you know, if, if it's a, a, a ranching man who's struggling, his wife could be the one to say, to encourage, to you, you got to talk somebody, we got to talk somebody, let's go, we got to talk somebody, or maybe kids with their older parents or those kinds of things so that people recognize that's an important step in this process to not withdraw, but to engage reach out to uh, reach out and engage so jim it's great to visit with you always um appreciate all the work you do for catholic social services and and uh you were just asked to be on the national board for catholic charities to uh to to help us and so we appreciate um your time and your effort and we um pray god's blessing upon you thank you you as well and and we're grateful to have you as an administrator in the diocese of rapid city it's it's been a lot of fun (laughs) (laughs) coming up next we will pray for the intentions submitted to the real presence radio family and later call in for your questions on catholic uh faith on the catholic faith during straight talk you're coming to it we're coming to you live from the mustard seed in rapid city south Dakota, with really interesting things all around us this is father mike malloy i'm here with karen gibus we will return to real presence live in just a moment please stay tuned stay with us there's more real presence live to come on the real presence radio network